what's funny is I don't think I've ever actually made it through all 12 days in the 12 days of Christmas song with a thorough explanation. Today we're diving into the 12 days of Christmas song and the hidden Catholic meaning behind it. I love this song. It's a song that was written to courageously and secretly teach the catechism of our faith when Catholics in England weren't allowed to practice. And I think it's important to remember the history of persecution in the church because we very well may see our own season of persecution. We face persecution today as Catholics in a different way. Between 1558 and 1829, Catholics in England were heavily persecuted, and they were not allowed to publicly practice the faith. And so this 12 Days of Christmas song is what the underground church used to still maintain the teaching of the faith. Now, I know there's a lot of debate over whether or not this song was actually used. I agree on the side of favoring that this was used and that it wasn't just added meaning later on. Uh, so setting that side of it, that part of it aside, because I know I'll get some haters who'll say, I don't think it was actually used as part of the teaching of the faith. I've seen on both sides where people say no, and a lot of people in favor of this was used as part of that song. Either way, there's great and rich meaning between the 12 days of Christmas song that can be used to teach a Catholic faith. So it was used as a code for religious children, Catholic children, to remember and learn their faith. Now, I love this part. Note the remembrance side. So I want to encourage you this Christmas season, as we walk through the 12 days of Christmas, to use this as an opportunity to learn key parts of your faith. So the song is all about truth, faith, and persecution, courage, and joy. And even though at the time, Catholics in England were being persecuted, look at this joyful song they use to teach the faith. It's a reminder that we're always called to be joyful, even in the face of our suffering. And we do that by faith alone. So my challenge to you is to remember not just the song, but to remember the hidden meaning behind the song. So enjoy this 12 Days of Christmas song and how we can dive deeper into understanding our faith. So the first is a partridge in a pear tree. Do you have any guess as to what it could stand for? I think this is the easiest one. A partridge in a pear tree represents Jesus Christ, who, like a partridge bird, would sacrifice his own life for others. Now, remember, with this, I think it's a good reminder that we belong to Christ and the future that the Jesus Christ has as a baby as we celebrate him this Christmas, that his future is the cross is suffering, but is sacrificial giving love for us so that we might merit heaven. And so he is the partridge in the pear tree. Two turtle doves is a very easy one as well. But for some reason, this is one that in the past, I had a hard time getting it to stick because it's so simple. The two turtle doves stand for the Old and the New Testament. So those two turtle doves represent the Old and the New Covenant between what we read in the Old Testament leading up to Christ and what we read in the New Testament. If you dive into what the Catechism teaches about the Old and the New Testament, we understand that everything that is hidden in the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament with Christ. And what was revealed in the New Testament was foreshadowed in the Old Testament, which is really neat because if you start to look at all the different typography of the Old Testament, you begin to see, wow, Moses is a type of Christ. Elijah is a type of Christ. And we could look at all of these different symbols. David, you see Jesus Christ hiding everywhere in the Old Testament. 
remember some years ago when I was going to Stations of the Cross with my husband, who then we were dating, and my sister-in-law came with us one day to Stations of the Cross, and she's reading through all of the stations, and she's looking at us saying, this is all scripture. And she said, everywhere I'm seeing references to Jesus, but this was before he came. And it was one of those like exciting moments of, yes, exactly. God had his plan to give us his son, Jesus Christ. And all throughout the Old Testament, he was giving us these little hints and glimpses of the coming of Jesus Christ. This is why people knew, many people knew the things Jesus said and the things that people, that Jesus did were literally him saying, I'm the Messiah, but not just that I'm the Messiah, I'm God. And so those two turtle doves stand for the Old Covenant, that is the Old Testament and the New Testament. Okay, in diving into the 12 Days of Christmas song, the three French hens in the hidden meaning used to pass on the Catholic faith during that time in England when Catholics were persecuted. Those three French hens, this is an easy shot. We should all know this one if we're looking for something in our faith that represents three. It's code for the three theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. These virtues are infused at our baptism and are absolute gifts from God. We can't just merit this on our own. We can't try to just practice it on a practical level. We can practice being faithful and hopeful and charity. But on the theological level of the virtues, these are total gifts. They're actions of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need to pray for them. I love when you want to learn something about our faith or if you want to be more faithful, be more hopeful, be more charitable. One of the best ways to grow in these things is to study them and ask for them. This is why staying in a state of grace is so important so that we maintain these graces that were infused in us at our baptism. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that these three virtues have the one triune God for their origin, motive, and object. The Catechism of the Catholic Church Paragraph 1812 says, the theological virtues are the foundation of Christian moral activity. They animate it and they give it its special character. Moving on to the four calling birds from the 12 days of Christmas song. That's code for another pretty easy one. If you guess it, it is the four gospels being Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Did you ever learn this prayer? I remember learning it as an adult. Uh, I think this is a, a cute prayer that, again, is used to help pass on the faith to children. It's a prayer that children sometimes pray, used to pray before bed. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, bless this bed that I lie on. It's invoking the names of the saints who are the four gospel writers and marking your bed in the four corners of the bed and saying, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, bless this bed that I lie on. We're reminded of the importance of the written word of God that's also passed on, by the way, via oral tradition and the many stories of the historical accounts of the life of Jesus Christ. I think this is an important just note to make that historically, prior to the printing press and prior to the mass production of books and the owning of books, specifically the Bible, the faith, the Bible was passed on through memorization. This is in part why it's riddled with stories. And I think that we really have lost the passing on of oral tradition via stories. Uh, we need to rekindle the passing on of our faith through storytelling. So it's something to think about. You know, can you, I used to love it when I was a kid and I'd pray the daily rosary with my mom. We used to pray it a lot in the car. I remember riding in the minivan and 
I used to love to sometimes tell the stories of each decade before him. My favorite one as a little kid was I'd always beg her, can I tell the story about when Jesus is lost in the temple? And so she'd go ahead and so I'd tell the story of when Jesus was lost in the temple. And then we would pray that decade of the rosary. So it's a really fun way to pass on the oral tradition and make sure you have some of the parts and even have some of the precise words memorized that were said during that story. Do you ever memorize stories from the Bible? Do you read your Bible daily? This is a good reminder for us as Catholics. At a time when Catholics were heavily persecuted in the church, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ remained present to the underground church. It was at their core. They were passing on the faith. And this was done by passing on the tradition and the text of the sacred scripture by teaching their divine origin reminding people that although there is a human author, the ultimate origin and author of all of sacred scripture is the Holy Spirit. So the five golden rings in the 12 Days of Christmas song have a hidden Catholic meaning. It's a code for the first five books of the Bible that are referred to as the Torah and which are commonly referred to as being written vast majority by Moses. So those first five books include Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We really should take the time to read these five books, and they're great aids in particular. Scott Hahn has a great commentary on these five books of the Bible that help you in trying to understand, especially in books such as Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, some of the harder elements that are confusing or very legalistic. So in this representation of the five golden rings, referring to the five first books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which are traditionally attributed to Moses having written them. We have in these first five books a really rich foundation for our human anthropology and the great covenants that God makes with his chosen people. We think of covenants made with Abraham and Isaac and David at the dawn of creation with Adam and Eve. Through reading these stories, we're reminded of all that God has in store for us and the very blueprint of the human person, our bodies, our very lives. We're reminded that the covenants that God makes with the main patriarchs throughout the Old Testament, especially in these five books, that these covenants are what a covenant stands for is for making families. Covenants make family. I remember that was a really key thing that was drilled into us when I was studying theology, that covenants, God's covenants with his people, establish family, the relationship, the familial relationship between God's chosen people and God. And all of salvation history is ultimately leading us up to the coming of Christ, where we enter into not just relationship, but familial relationship with Jesus Christ. The six geese laying is a neat and simple one that you probably wouldn't guess, and it represents the six days of creation. Now, we have six days of creation, and we know on the seventh day that God rested. He looked at all that he made before him. So the six days of creation is a great marker in the teaching to teach the significance of one really important thing. God is the creator of the universe, and the human person, you and I, are creatures, and that God made all things for a purpose, with a beginning and an end, with a nature. We were created to be with God, but through the exercise of the free will that God gave us, remember, He gave us free will, we're also free not to choose with Him. 
and to ignore the very purpose he has for our lives and all of the creation that he himself made. We can do that in our free will, but if we look at this 12 days of Christmas song, it's establishing this deep and rich teaching of our human anthropology, the grace and gifts of God, the teaching of the church, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospels, the very story and life of Christ. So the seven swans of swimming, do you make a guess? What do you think seven swans of swimming stand for? Well, it stands for the seven fold gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I really hope you will memorize these. They're knowledge, wisdom, understanding, courage, counsel, piety, and fear of the Lord. You can find these in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 2 through 3. So I hope you'll work on memorizing these. These are seven great gifts of the Holy Spirit that we should be asking God to give to us. There is also some people reference that it was also referring to the seven gifts mentioned in Romans chapter 12 verses 6 through 8, which are a different set of seven gifts. We read in Romans, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, If service in our service, he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who contributes in liberality, he who gives aid with zeal, and he who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Eight millions of milking in the 12 days of Christmas song stand for the eight beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure of heart. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. These are the eight beatitudes. And by the way, I actually should practice. I used to have the eight beatitudes memorized and I'm not very good at memorizing things, but when we set our hearts and our minds to it, we can. And this is what my hope is in this 12 days of Christmas song, we can use it to memorize key elements of our faith and memorizing the eight beatitudes is doable. And remember, I think sometimes when we look at the beatitudes, we think in a distant way of those who mourn, those are who, who are poor. And we fail to see that we're called to embody what the eight beatitudes are and take a deeper dive spiritually into the significance of these eight beatitudes. Okay, nine ladies dancing in the 12 days of Christmas song. These represent the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, you are correct if you're saying, hold on a second, there are 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. That is correct. But what was used was the nine ladies dancing was to condense these 12 fruits down into nine that were more memorable that you could memorize. I'm actually not 100% sure that I could name all 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. I know I could get most of them, but it gets a little complicated. And you may know some of these that are the same thing under different names, but here's a list in the reference to the song. Charity, joy, peace, patience and forbearance are combined. Goodness and kindness are combined. Mildness, fidelity, modesty, Continency is combined with chastity. Now, these 12 fruits condensed and denied can, again, also be referred to in different names that affect the same exact virtue. But I hope just as a challenge that you might consider working on memorizing the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. One of the things that I like to do sometimes when I want to memorize a prayer or I'm trying to have having a hard time memorizing something of the faith is I'll put a card of 
that prayer, that part of the teaching of the faith. And I'll put it somewhere else. So one of the places I have a card right now as Catholic nerd hack is I have just a nice little card with a Holy Spirit prayer that I'd like to memorize. And it's next to my laundry. So when I'm doing laundry, I can just pray that prayer for my family and work on memorizing it as well. For me, though, often I have to write it down over and over again to memorize it. So we find, by the way, those those fruits of the Holy Spirit, their references to them in various places in Scripture. One of those places, just a fun fact, Catholic fact, is you can find those 12 fruits in Galatians chapter 5. But you may not see all 12 in the English translation unless it matches the Latin Vulgate, which was translated by St. Jerome, where St. Jerome breaks down the full 12 really well. Pray for the Holy Spirit to aid you in living these 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit out, which are condensed into nine for the nine ladies dancing in the 12 days of Christmas song. Okay, we're rounding the bend here. The 10 lords are leaping. This is an easy one. It stands for the 10 commandments. Do you have the 10 commandments memorized? You should if you go to confession. If you're not going to confession, I hope you do. This is one of the greatest gifts you can give to Jesus before Christmas. So please find the time if you haven't this Advent season to go to confession. And if you are in a state of mortal sin, go running to confession. If you want some help on remembering what the Ten Commandments are, uh, we're going to post a link to Relevant Radio that breaks down those Ten Commandments so you can work on memorizing them. But the 11 Pipers Piping, as we know, stands for the 11 faithful apostles because the 12th one being Judas betrayed Christ. And I think this is a good moment to ponder during the Christmas season as we're on the 11 pipers piping that the apostles, the only one at the foot of the cross was John. And his teachings, I think when we look at the teachings of the apostles and we look at the apostles themselves, we're reminded that Judas was the one unfaithful apostle. And perhaps we miss to see how we ourselves betray Christ and are unfaithful to him. Now, the difference between St. Peter and Judas is Peter also betrayed Christ. He denied Christ. However, he returned to Christ unlike Judas. And so remember the fidelity of the 11 piping pipers and pray for their intercession. Okay, the last one in the 12 days of Christmas song, the 12 articles of faith in the Apostles' Creed. So I'll name them all really quick, but if you want a great reference for it, you can find this in paragraph 185 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. First says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Second, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. Third, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. Fourth, he suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified, died, and was buried. Fifth, he descended to tell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. Sixth, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. Seven, he will come again to judge the living and the dead. Eight, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Nine, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints. Ten, the forgiveness of sins. Eleven, the resurrection of the body. And twelve, and in life everlasting. That's it for the 12 Days of Christmas song. I hope you'll save this, listen to it, and work on memorizing these key parts of your faith during this Christmas season coming up.